I'm in the UK for 14 days to check up on mine and my wife's £3 million property portfolio, speak to potential investors, stay in our two serviced accommodation properties and build our network in our new investment area as we look to scale our property business ahead of our return to the UK just over a couple of years from now. This mini-season of daily pocket-sized podcasts is sure to have something that can help you with your property story, even if it's just the odd example of how not to do things. So sit tight for the latest instalment of my UK property tour. You're listening to Expat Property Story, a podcast in which I share my story to smooth the way for you to have your own Expat Property Story. Hello there, and welcome to episode 132. You may recall that yesterday was a marathon that started with a full day at the expat office, followed by a 14-hour flight to London, a change of plans due to a rail strike that was expected by everyone except me, which meant that I had a mad scramble across London to get a coach to Derby via Leicester and culminated in a takeaway and an early night that was not as early as I'd originally intended. Day 2 Today is Sunday. When I wake up in the morning, the owner is here. She's popped in to resolve some issues. Some guests have stolen a bedside lamp and some other things. It's the perfect opportunity to talk about serviced accommodation. She's opted to rent the house out by room rather than as a whole house. There are three rooms, a living room and a shared bathroom. My decision to go cheap pays off as I'm the only guest. I'm interested to find out how her essay is doing. It's not going well. It turns out that the owner is not the owner after all. It's a rent-to-rent deal. She pays the owner £1,400 a month and she's losing money. I'm paying a very reasonable £40 a night. I'm definitely not wasting any money on this UK property tour. I'll be coming back to Derby in about a week's time. So I ask her about making a direct booking, which, as you should know by now, is the key to a successful serviced accommodation business. The host doesn't have to pay an online travel agent and I get a cheaper rate, which encourages future bookings. So, I book for four more nights the following week. By cutting out the middleman, i.e. booking.com, the rate drops to £30 a night. Seriously cheap, right? Not the cheapest price I've ever paid. That honour goes to a room I hired in Burma, or Myanmar, however you prefer to call it, which cost me one US dollar. I kid you not. Admittedly, it was 15 years ago, but even so, one US dollar for a hotel is amazing. To be fair, it was clean and convenient and probably the best value accommodation I've ever had. Anyway, back to Derby. In a 30-day month at £30 per room, my new friend has the opportunity to earn £2,700 per month, which would represent a £1,300 profit after leasing the property from the owner. But utility bills and other expenses have to be deducted from this, and that £1,300 would assume 100% occupancy. But as I say, I'm the only occupant. So, like a lot of SA these days, it's not as lucrative as many would have you believe. She says the area works well for HMOs, but not for SA. In her own words, she's fed up with it and wants to give it back to the owners, who understandably want to see out the lease so they're refusing to take it back, although they have agreed to take another one back from my host, probably because that one's making profit. This seems like a good time to talk about the future of SA and holiday lets, because if you're listening to this episode in its week of release in February 2024, 
the government has just announced its proposal for the introduction of new rules for short-term lets following a consultation period. The proposal is that in future, second homeowners will have to seek planning permission for short-term lets, alongside the creation of a mandatory national register for short-term rentals. Existing dedicated short-term lets will not require a planning application and owners will still be able to rent out their main or only residence for up to 90 nights a year. With a limit on future short-term lets, it's possible that this will reduce supply, increase demand and therefore push up profits. So if you're interested in SA as a business model, it's important to keep in the loop about this and any other news relating to investing in UK property as an expat. So if you haven't already done so, I'd recommend you join our mailing list to receive our monthly newsletter, which you can do by following the link in the show notes. But back to my diary. And while we're on the subject of the newsletter, which comes out at the start of each month, it's now early February. And with the mad rush to prepare everything for my UK property tour, including setting up meetings with agents, sources, and other investors, not to mention pre-recording the weekly episodes of the podcast, I haven't finished or released the February edition to send out to our email subscribers. So early on Sunday morning, I spend a few hours on that, hit send, and then head out to walk the streets of Derby, where I come across a shop and uppers very close to the centre of Derby that I'd seen a few weeks ago online. You may recall on the recent floor plans episode, Grant Erskine suggested that the cheapest way to create an HMO in 2024 might be by converting commercial property, since the price per square foot is cheaper than residential. I also saw the shop yesterday when I arrived in Derby. It's recently shut down, which may be why the owner is selling. Now, it's rare to have the opportunity to talk to vendors and neighbours in the same way that UK-based investors can, so when I see the guy from the shop next door come out, I decide to have a chat to see if I can find out anything useful. The commercial space has been leased to a menswear shop for over 30 years, but like many retailers on the high street, times are tough and the shop has reached the end of its shelf life. It looks like a good location for an HMO, although it does look a little on the small side. I notice that it's being sold by Auction House SDL, so I make a mental note to keep my eye on SDL's results for their February auction. But I have been guilty of shiny penny syndrome in the past, so I think it's probably best to leave the commercial to HMO strategy alone for the time being and focus on purely residential. I check out the big shopping centre in Derby called the Darbian and then walk back to my new home in California. Yes, there really is an area of Derby called California. Tomorrow, I'm off to stay in our Nottingham SA, where I'll be joined by capital allowances expert Arthur Kemp, who will be assessing the property to help reduce our tax. So join me then to see how that pans out. In the meantime, if you know anyone who wants to join our humble community, whether they be expats or based in the UK, then share the show to spread the word. You've been listening to a 